everybody, and welcome back to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Steve. With me, as always, is Colby. Don't feed the Griffins. How are you doing today, Colby? I'm doing good, Steve. What are we talking about today? Uh, well, we're talking about, finally, it came out, season two, episode one of The Mandalorian. Man, it was a banger, dude. It was. It was a banger. Yeah. So first, we're just going to start out with some non-spoiler thoughts on the show, and then we're going to get into all spoilers after that. Um, so, Kobe, generally, just what did you, you think of this episode then? Uh, great start. A little bit, I thought of like kind of a similar start to the first season to like set the tone. We'll get into that in a second. But it was an exciting episode. A lot of themes from season one kind of played into this first episode. Yeah. And we get to meet some new characters that were pretty cool. It was just a, it was a rocking episode and it was almost an hour long, which was, I was like, I was at like 30 minutes and I was like, oh man, they're going to leave a cliffhanger here, I guess, you know? Mm -hmm. And I looked like 20 more minutes. I was like, yes. We didn't talk about it, but one complaint from season one when we were watching it was that the episodes came out weekly, but they were, you know, less than like a standard, even hour long commercial, like cable show. You know, that might that normally has like 42 to 45 minutes. So the Mando, I think maybe the first one was maybe 47. But then some of them were like 30 minutes long, counting the credits. So when you're going from week to week, it was kind of like, oh, man, like a, yeah, it's too quick. Like I, I breezed through it. It was like a cartoon episode. I breezed through <laughs> that, like an episode of The Office, you know, I mean, it, it was still great. But yeah, it was it was like quick, you know, yeah, I, like, oh, so I wish it was one, longer. I wish it wasn't over so soon. Yeah, this one you could sink your teeth into. Because it's it so nice. good, it's so good. It was good. It was it was a good length. I didn't um, I didn't think it went on too long though. I think it needed it, and I really liked too that it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just episodic. It wasn't mm-hmm. like really building off of. I was like, well, they're they're gonna yeah. pick up from Moff Gideon. They're gonna pick off uh, Mando. Uh, we 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 found out at the end of season one that he's gonna be looking for Jedi and yeah. that sort of thing. That none of that came into play yeah so i was i was wondering this season how they were going to approach it if they were still going to you know be episodic like last season or if they're going to go off that storyline that kind of started the last two episodes of season Mm -hmm. one yeah so i know we're going to get to that storyline and i'm excited for that storyline but it was kind of cool again to get another kind of western episodic episode that's what this one was and this one western very western so they're all pretty western inspired but this one I think was probably the most. I probably mean, the most. There's yeah. so many. Uh, we'll talk about it. Like archetypes that yeah. you could relate to, like a, a an old Western show or movie. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about more in the spoilers. But I I really enjoyed it. Uh, there was also a lot of Easter eggs too, and this a lot of references mm-hmm. to the old movies and things like that. And a pretty crazy ending. Pretty crazy ending. That's going to be Huge fun to talk about. Reveal. So huge reveal. Well, Let's just get it out of the out of the way. Let's go ahead and uh, lift the spoiler, spoiler barrier. Alert, and people. All right. Was that Boba Fett? No, that was uh, a clone. Just a, a clone trooper. You think that was a clone? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But it how, could be. How mad would you be if it was just a clone trooper? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't. I, I, not necessarily. Because look, I mean, you had Captain Rex and his crew in Rebels at the end yeah. of Rebels. Um, so I feel like that's also kind of a realistic tie-in. They, they've they're going to make a live-action version of um, Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, you know, so they are kind of. I think there's another character they're going from the cartoons to. You know, 
I've I've heard. I hope they don't they don't flood it too much. Um, but but yeah. So for for everyone out there, Tamara Morrison, uh, the guy who played Django Fett in the prequels, and then all of the clones uh, showed up at the end of the episode, uh, like battle scarred, just mm-hmm. like no hair on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has like Tuscan Raider uh, staffs and stuff like that on him. He looks like pretty uh, nomad weather dude. Yeah. And we know that Boba Fett was a clone, uh, Django Fett. If you saw the prequels, which you should have, that it wasn't, they didn't have any growth alterations or anything else like that. So he just grew up as a, another as normal human. because the other clones, the clone army, they were all uh, genetic, genetically engineered to grow up faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't. So Django Fett, um, just ages like just, a normal person. He and- wanted, he kind of wanted a son you know a yeah. clone of himself and to just age you know hit a mini me yeah and, so uh, it was uh it was really cool to see him back because the guy who played um boba fett, fett as a kid too is like grown up now and he's an adult and he like cosplays as boba fett which is kind of cool which he, is like awesome. goes to comic-con and stuff so i was kind of hoping that he was gonna be it but when i heard he wasn't cast i was like like oh man who are they gonna do well dad bring back the guy who was Django fett which is which more so makes cool. which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a thing with the theory though is that with the age, I yeah. guess some think some people think he looks too old. Um, to be, um, Boba Fett. Yeah, that's just some theories. But I mean, I mean at the same time, like how many of us have been in a, uh, a Sarlacc's belly, and then have had to <laughs> escape? And you know, we don't know the aging. Aging yeah, do you remember it took that. like like a, a hundred or a thousand years to digest in a sarlacc? Bubba? Exactly, exactly. I can't imagine like you know the wrinkles that you might get from that. That's got to like, be bad for your skin, right? It can't be good for your skin. It can't be good for your skin. And he's out in the sun all the time. He's not even wearing a hat, you know. Exactly. Like... He doesn't have his helmet anymore. So exactly. So we don't know a hundred percent sure that's Boba Fett, but we think it's. We were. We think it. We're like we ninety nine point nine percent sure. Again, it could be another clone <laughs> that kind of went rogue, you know? Yeah. It was, uh, I really liked too, just uh, how the episode started out that they were on this this other planet that we hadn't seen before. It was like this mm-hmm. seedy sort of outer rim planet. And then the Mandalorian, he's coming up and he goes into this 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 arena fight thing going on. There's these Gamorreans fighting, the giant pig people. It was um, awesome. And then he talks down with this guy and he's trying to figure out where other Mandalorians are. And I don't know why he picked Mandalorians because at the end of season one, he was going to look for Jedi. Uh, so maybe he just thinks Mandalorians would know where Jedi are. It was, it was cool though. And you know, he says Tatooine and you're just like, mm, are they talking about Boba Fett? Because if you remember oh, at the end know. of the, the other really Western episode from season one, the gunslinger, someone comes up to that bounty hunter's body at the end and we just see the boots come up mm-hmm. to her mm-hmm. and everyone's right. like was that boba fett was that boba fett everyone's like was that boba fett and i was just like it wouldn't is it i don't know but yeah but after he said that i was like it's gotta be and then later oh. on he goes to cantina and in walks this dude with boba fett's armor but it looks like it's like his little brother wearing it you know yeah yeah <laughs> it didn't like, fit him it didn't fit him real well yeah and, but let's not forget let's not forget too talking about all the theories of is boba fett going to come back 
um, that have been going on since season one that Pedro Pascal, like he actually thought he was playing Boba Fett when he was cast in the Mandalorian. Yeah. That's what he thought his character was going to be. And then it turns out, you know, John Favreau decided to play with it and go a whole different direction. That doesn't mean that he threw out, you know, the Boba Fett still being a live concept. So yeah, but you're right. So all of a sudden it's definitely his armor. And cause it's got the, uh, it's got the scope that comes down that's sticking up and it's got the dent. It's got the dent. Yeah. And I guess that dent is explained by Dave Filoni at some star Wars convention about how he got that dent. Oh yeah. Um, it's in a, it's in like a unreleased scene from clone wars, I believe mm. where, um, Cad Bane and, and Boba Fett actually have a, uh, like a, you know, talk about Westerns. They have like a, oh, what do you call like it? Showdown, you know, like a good old Western gunslinger duel. And hey, Filoni uh, you can, you can that cowboy hat, man. Yeah. 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 You can YouTube it and watch the, the deleted scene. It's not fully made. Uh, I think I've seen this. It's like no. a rough, rough See, yeah, it was a rough footage and um, they, they shoot each other at the same time and his helmet falls off and it just shows like a, <clears throat> a little smoldering dent. little, you know, thing in his helmet. The, the, the crowd went crazy, like, because it was at a convention and everyone's always like, how do you get that dent on his helmet? Hmm. You know, so it's kind of cool that they explain that and that. Yeah, Dave Filoni worked on The Clone Wars. He he works on this show now too. He's he's mm. pretty close with John Favreau, and he writes some of the episodes, directs. Um, but but when it, you first saw the guy, did you think it was Boba Fett? When you first see, it turns out that this guy is the marshal of the town. Cobb Vanth is his so, name. So yeah. So here's the thing about it. By the way, he's played by um, Timothy Oliphant, mm-hmm. and um, it's interesting because that that actor plays a guy in another show called Justified, who is the marshal. So. And Deadwood. He is in he this. Was a marshal. He was a marshal in Deadwood? Yep, he was a marshal in Deadwood too. At the very beginning. But I love his character though. I love it. In uh, Deadwood, in yeah. Mandalorian. Oh, in the Deadwood. Okay. And in Mandalorian though too. Mandalorian, yeah. I didn't know how he was going to pan out because when it, he first showed up, I thought he was like a dick or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So he comes in with this Mandalorian armor and I, you know, I immediately was like, that's Boba Fett's armor. Mm-hmm doesn't i don't know it was weird like there's like a you can see the sunlight coming through with a gap between like his shoulder and it just didn't fit him yeah didn't fit him mm-hmm. so yeah i was kind of like weirded out and when he talked he kind of sounded like mando though for a second mm-hmm. which i thought was weird and then he you know he obviously took the helmet off and yeah and mando yeah. was like so offended <laughs> 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 That's like someone coming over to your house and just like taking their pants off and like sitting on like your leather couch. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like what that was for Mando. He was just like, you couldn't see his face, but like you, like, like yeah. that, that was the inside of his helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, I saw take that stuff off now. <laughs> I always look at Reddit. I love, I love seeing like the discussions on Reddit about, you know, the, the debuts of these shows. And yeah. I think the best one I saw was like, that's the equivalent of like some white guy taking a Native American headdress and like putting it on, you know, <laughs> and that's, uh, that's how he felt. Yeah. But anyway, it gets so tense, you know, when he takes the helmet off and Mando's like, give it back right now, mm-hmm. you know, and Mando's about to do anything to get this stuff back. Cause he is not happy that a non Mandalorian dude 
has this Beskar armor. Yeah. Which is like this, if you don't know, this armor that the Mandalorians have is like sacred to them. Mm -hmm. And it's very ancient, you know? So it's very symbolic of of their culture too. And, and at least Mando's tribe, Din, Din Djarin's tribe, they don't take off their helmets ever. Yeah. In front of other people, unless it's in front of a window in front of other people who aren't in front of some kids that are playing (laughs) 20 feet away, you know, but otherwise they don't ever. Yeah. Which isn't consistent with, uh, you know, even the Clone Wars and, and Boba Fett, you know, in, in, or in the Clone Wars either. Yeah. Um, that's not consistent with Mm -hmm. the Mandalorians and Clone Wars either. So still not sure where that came from. I like it. I think it's really cool to their culture. It is really cool. Um, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. But again, it's just like, you know, planet Earth, you know, like with planet Mandalore, it's probably different sects of, of people that have their own customs, you know? Yeah. But they all wear really awesome armor and it's cool. So. Yeah. And then they have a, a little showdown too, which was very Western-ish. And I was like, I was like, is, what, is he going to die now? Like we just met this dude. Yeah. You know? uh, first of all, I thought he was going to die. Turns out they don't. They end up teaming up. And. Uh, but I think that was kind of foreshadowing, though, that Mando and Boba Fett are going to end up showing down. I think that they're going to have mm, a little... That's Western. an interesting theory. I think that's like foreshadowing. That's an interesting theory. He's in Boba Fett's armor. And even I was, I was even kind of wondering, I was like, after he took the helmet off, I was like, maybe that's not Boba Fett's armor. But I was like, it looks just like his armor, you know? Um, yeah. Anywho, so- though. Yeah, so anyway, this this crate dragon rumbles through town. It breaks up their little scuffle. And it's just like this earthquake, the ground shaking, like, you know, around Tatooine and like the sands becoming like soft and it goes right through the center of town and it eats a bantha um, on the other side of town. It just like comes out and it's just giant. It, like you said, it looks kind of like a giant worm, but it's a crate dragon. We don't really get to see the rest of its body too much. Yeah. And Mando's like, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> they just and, like stood out the porch and watched it. You know? Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of porches, speak yeah, they just watched. Speaking of porches though, this this was one reason it was the most western episode is when Mando rolls in on that speeder bike and just slowly going in and everybody's on their porch just glaring at him Mm -hmm. that's just a cowboy riding into town with his horse and then like going to the state you go into the saloon goes to the saloon you know hops off showdown with the sheriff yeah (laughs) where are you coming from stranger i think they just heard probably that everybody thought it seemed like a western last season Mm -hmm. you know that they just were like all right let's just do the most westerny start yeah. Another thing too, like I mentioned before, um, in the non-spoiler part, is that just like in season one, they just started off with a scene of Mando kicking butt. <laughs> yes. Yes. He, but we'll have to back up and talk. The the beginning yeah. there at, at that that wrestling killing yeah. match or whatever it was. I think it was a fight to the death. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You you can shoot people from the crowd if you want. Apparently. <laughs> Well, you got a bet on it. I you mean, you're not going to lose the bet. <laughs> um, but then he just... That was such a great fight, too. I love that, too, when he just, like, uses his helmet, like, as a weapon on one guy. And, like, yep. he, like, gets punched well, back and, like, rebounds and hits a dude. 
He starts by using, and we saw this in the trailer. He uses like those tiny little missiles out of his out of yeah, his wrist, like wasp heat-seeking thing. missiles that just go. And, yeah, because he was surrounded by dudes pointing guns at him and stuff. And so anyway, uh, awesome fight, and he he actually doesn't end up killing the guy at the end. Oh yeah. Well, he, you know, he promised the guy I think that he wouldn't kill him. He's like, I won't kill you. He like strings him up. I promise then, you will not b- die by my hand. As soon as he said that, I was like, yeah loophole he just made a loophole (laughs) loophole right there that's right it's a loophole loophole high five (gasps) loop hole loop hole loop hole enough and um what did he turn the did he turn like the lights off he shot the he shot the lamp off yeah and that like started attracting some kind of these kind of monsters i don't know what they were with red eyes when he walked into town there was a few of them Mm -hmm. but like apparently they're vicious killing (laughs) in the dark (laughs) <laughs> they just don't like light yeah i was like well, why isn't there like so much light then you know what i mean yeah. if yeah. i'm in a town that where if i walk through the dark and something will kill and eat me yeah that's like that's like an i am legend with will smith that's I am and legend. his house he just got a bunch of spotlights in case and it just you know that's yeah. how the whole town should be <laughs> you, you i would have something on my wrist that lights up i don't know i mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be wearing like one of those reflector suits. I'd, <laughs> <laughs> man, man I'd have some that. of those like light up sneakers that like every time you step, they light up. <laughs> yeah. But that's, anyway. That's one uh, thing, man. Styles come and go, man. Styles come and go. You know, you, you look at people from the 80s and they look silly now. Like 90s with like the high, tight, weird jeans. Well, some of that's coming back, but like it went away. But you know what? What always stays good looking, a full suit of best car armor, man. That's what they oh, want. Freaking sweet. That's what the dude wanted too. Mando looks a little like thicker or something too this season. Did you notice that? Yeah, man. I mean, and I, I think a lot of that's intentional. I mean, I think, you know, we talk a lot in season one when he needs a lot of help, mm. you know, in the end of the season, he starts proving himself more. Yeah. I think they intentionally just want him to grow as a character and, and even though he was pretty awesome in the beginning, he still wasn't perfect. He's becoming like pretty unstoppable. I yeah. feel like, you know, yeah. I can't wait to see what he's like by the end of it all. Like, and he's and the thing with him, he's not afraid of anything. That hasn't changed since the beginning. Mm. He he like has never backed down from a fight, even yeah. against like, even if he knew he was going to lose or thought he was going to lose, he wouldn't give up. Mm. Um, like but a he's giant just devil better. guy. He mm-hmm. he was going to fight him hand to hand. Mm-hmm. droids hand to hand yeah and then this so one anyway. he gets swallowed by a crate dragon so we'll just have to see if every season starts like that though because that's how season one started was just like a scene of him beating up a bunch of guys in a bar you know mm, that's that's As just every season is just going to set the tone of yeah. him being a badass so anyway we go to where we let's jump back we um to the crate dragon coming through town and then we get like the backstory of um, a cop well, they make the, found the armor. Yeah. So they make the deal with each other. Like the guy's like, look, I'll give you the armor. Like if you help me get rid of this dragon. Man, I was like, yep, I will do anything for that armor. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw this thing, you know, like, <laughs> no, but Mando's, like I said, Mando's not afraid of anything. No. Yeah. Then we get this, this backstory with um, Cobb Vanth. It was really cool. He had a flashback from when, episode six happened and yeah he even said when the death star blew up the second one that is and then they, they were like watching it on a hologram blow up in a bar and then this like immediately like this other 
mining syndicate gang roll it into town and try yeah. to take it over and they just shot up the place yeah and he escaped and he took like these valuable jewels and then he went job was picked him up yeah because he like he was in the desert yeah. and he like collapsed yeah how that was another desert thing like just a guy Wandering off through the desert without so water. So Western. So Western. And then a bunch of Jawas picking you up. So <laughs> Western. <laughs> classic Western. Classic, Jawas Clint, coming classic Clint Eastwood, dude. It's classic. Anyway. Classic crate dragon rolling through town. Clint yeah, Eastwood has to deal with it. So the Jawas are bringing him all this sweet stuff, uh, trying to like bargain <laughs> with him. Yeah, yeah, for those jewels. Whoopee! They want those jewels. Whee-dee! And they, uh, he sees... He sees Boba Fett's armor over there. We don't know how they got that armor. Mm. We don't know how they got that armor. It must have came off of him when he was uh, being slowly digested. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, guess, I assume that uh, Beskar can re- resist that um, digestive fluid of the Sarlacc. It must. I would assume. So anyway. It's canon. That's canon. So they have it. It's back. He wants that. Jawas are like, it doesn't fit me anyway. So, sure. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) And he goes back to the town. And he walks into the saloon with all those guys, those outlaws that came into his town. And now he's a a badass cowboy with Mandalorian armor. (laughs) And they try shooting him. And it just bounces off the Beskar. And he just goes to town and 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 he shoots a few of them few of them getting like a bunch of them getting like a pod and charter to escape right oh and he goes out in the street and we get to see him use the scope and bend down and launch that back rocket dude and we saw Django use it but we never got to see boba yeah, we use did it. we did but this was awesome this was awesome this is like throwing a football to a moving target you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like he had to use that scope to line them up. You know, I don't know how automatic that thing is. Probably pretty automatic in those days. I'll tell you was, what, dude. It was that sweet. was amazing. So a cool I, I didn't realize Boba Fett's armor was blaster proof. I didn't realize it was, you know. I don't know. Did they even have that concept of Beskar back then? Or was that invented by... I think that guys? was a Mando thing. But I mean, if you... Yeah. What, what, you what you just talked about with the Cad Bane shooting Boba Fett. He got shot in the head and didn't die. So it must True. be. So it they knew it been, was strong. Yeah. I don't know. Has like any of Mando's armor been like, I know he's been like shot, you know, but has mm-hmm. it left any marks in it? Like, dense? I don't know. But remember when he's, we started out, when he first started out, it was, it wasn't shiny, it had brown yeah. parts on and stuff. So it must fade maybe over time. Yeah. And you know, maybe it loses some layers or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm, I don't want a helmet that's going to dent like that. Cause I mean, <laughs> I know it stopped the blast, but still, like, if that thing's skin tight on your head, man. Oh yeah, you got to feel that dent all the time, <laughs> and then you can't even you can't even pound it back out because it's, it's so strong. It's so strong. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. Anyway, by the way, by the way, and maybe it's just for the armor. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But Lucas Films has applied for a new trademark on Boba Fett. Uh, well, that's odd. Why don't they just own him all the time? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works. So they blow up those dudes. It was sweet. And then uh, Cobb and Mando go out, and yeah. they're going to go look for this crate dragon. Figure but out by the way, like Cobb at that point told him too, like, yeah, this armor has protected. I've been able to use this armor to, to protect this town 
my town <laughs> from like anything except for that crate dragon like tuscan raiders attacks uh these gangs coming through town <laughs> this armor has saved us i'm yeah. using it for good and we'll bring that up later. <laughs> I'll just say it now. Nope, nope, we need to say it. And I totally, when he said that, even though I know how bad Mando wants it, mm-hmm. I was like, they're going to develop a relationship and Mando's going to give it to him at the end. Yeah, He's we might as well just be talk like, about it now. We might as well just talk about it now. Yeah. You, we, so I thought the same thing. I thought for sure, like what you're saying, it's, they started out rocky and I was like, all right, they're definitely going to team up and he's, he's going to let him keep it for the town. Because the guy even said like, as much as I love this armor, I love the town more. And Mando generally recognizes when people are good people and he helps them out, you know, even if he wants something in return. Yeah. You know, so I thought for sure, like what you're saying, that they would save the day and he'd be like, you know what, buddy, you keep it. You need it. You need it to protect your town from future invasions like <laughs> of any like kind. you have been this whole time. Like you had been with the village, you know. When like guys like me roll in and you don't know what my intentions are, you know, like, <laughs> nope, Mando's just like, thank you very much <laughs> and uh, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> good luck, town. See ya. No, and I know, I know, like this this episode, Mando did a lot to like relieve the tension between the Tuscan Raiders and and that's where we're going next anyway. Pretty much, by the way, yeah, is that. Boba Fett and Cobb ride out on their speeders to um, find where the crate dragon is. Where the crate dragon is. And on, on the way, they come across like the some dogs, some dogs, those Tusken Raider dogs. And Tusken dogs. They're just surrounded. And then the Tusken Raiders come out and Mando's all like, you know, let me handle this. Like, Yeah, we, we saw in season one that he knows uh, Tusken Raider sign language. He also knows the grunts. And like when all the all the the Tuscan wolves or dogs or whatever they are were around them, all of a sudden you just hear, arr, arr, and it's Mando. And I just thought it was so funny. I just I just pictured like him in his helmet. He always looks so cool on the outside because of his helmet. But I just pictured him inside, like making all these like weird faces. Like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Just like pressing up against like the the glass or whatever it is in the front, just like just smearing it. Oh, yeah, with <laughs> lips, <laughs> just fogging it up. <laughs> we never talk about the practicality. We talk about the practicality of Batman's, you know, outfit, but we never talk about the practicality of of Mando's. I, yeah, that I thing must get you steamy. Can, it's gotta right. I mean, when I played hockey, some some people would wear the helmets with like the glass kind of covering. Yeah, Plexi yeah. Glass. Uh, I never usually. I think I worn it once, but it gets sometimes you can see it gets steamy on the glass. Well, just patients who wear wear, wear masks in clinic and they and have glasses, glasses on. Yeah, they're once they start <laughs> working out, like their glasses just get fogged up like the whole time. Like yep. they just have to like keep fanning them out or wiping them off. <laughs> yep. It's like. He's got to be in Steam City on Tatooine. Totally, you know I mean? dude. Totally. That's what Cobb Vamp, like, as soon as Mando wasn't a threat anymore, he was like, all right, see a helmet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, he was, he's like, face out now. Exactly. Um, yeah, they know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was cool then. They, they met with the, the Tusken Raiders, and it was 
it was so again just like that old western like archetype of like the native americans uh were like the the role of like the tuscan raiders in this yeah where they're at the fire all hanging out and and there was like some back and forth between Cobb and the tuscans the tuscans mm-hmm. were like well you're on you know in our territory and uh you you took our water and stuff and then he's like you tried to kill some of my people like you know and and like so they both have some some stuff some some stuff going on it's a long long history of it i'm sure you know long history just like flamethrower will end this yeah (laughs) (laughs) they try to make him drink some like weird thing smells horrible like 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 onion water or something like yep. poisonous onion water is what it looked like to me <laughs> it looked horrible <laughs> he's like you know you're gonna insult them and stuff so um but yeah so anyway he they pretty much convinces been, them yeah that they, we need to work together like both parties together. want them gone you know mm-hmm. so we need to work together they, it's, that's they, the thing like i hope would happen if a giant crate dragon came to earth and all of our nations could just come together to beat it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wish. I wish, man. Well, that's we uh, could join sides. We could put aside all our differences and fight the crate dragon. It's trying to eat our planet. Pandemic eat our cows and pandemic, man. We. Oh, that's only made it worse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> like, that's the monster people should be working on. I th- I thought. Uh, so Star Wars, the newer Star Wars, I felt like you've had some heavy handed messages and stuff. I like this one that it wasn't in your face, that it was you could see both sides of people, why they might not like each other. And then it was just generally like work together. You know, no one just work together. ELE. And yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that it came out, you know, around, you know, the time that USA's election is happening you know what i mean that's, i don't i don't think that's coincidence at all but i don't like, like you said i don't think it was so in your face like some of the other stuff yeah it, it still felt like a good part of the story and not yeah. kind of something they went out of their way to make send a message yeah it, and again it just felt like a western thing where the town teams yeah. up with like native americans to fight and off even, like the raiders or even something. when they team up it's tense like yeah it still takes a long time and like they go back and convince the people in that town that they need to work with the Tuscan Raiders and they are like, no freaking way. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they you know, they eventually do. And yeah. And so then they, they, they team the up. Day. And they yeah. win the day. But yeah. uh, it was, it was really cool when they first go to the crate dragon's lair and they take these banthas down for bait and <laughs> they keep making this mistake. So they make the mistake several times. And you would think that since they live around this thing, they would know. But they brought the bantha down, and then then they hollered, and then they started to run. And then so the crate dragon was just like moving target and eats the guy instead yeah. of the bantha, which yeah. it, it surprised me. Yeah, but I was also just too. like, why did he stay down there? Like the safe zones back there. Why didn't he leave and then yell? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then the thing would come out and see a bantha. Might be too far away to yell, you know, but still, like I don't know, I don't know. And then they did it again later when the when they were luring the crate dragon out for the final battle. The guys yeah, were all the still short, down there. Who pulled the short straw to be those guys? I know. <laughs> hey, he like, wants to volunteer to take the banthas down. <laughs> and and again, and again, they were all just they they yelled and then they ran. And it, was, yeah. it was like, why don't you guys? get further enough away and then yell yeah <laughs> you know 
Yeah, and they come up with a plan. You know, Mando works with them, and and they're talking. They strategize. They even have little, you know, figures that they're. It's to scale. It's, it's to, to scale. scale. It's to scale. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's to scale. <laughs> it's to scale. It's to scale. And so they have this plan set up. What they're going to do is they're going to take all these charges. They're going to bury them, and they're going to lure it out to a certain. You know, get it out far enough so it's like really under the belly of this thing, mm-hmm. and then they're just going to blow it, and they're going to. See if that'll kill it. It's, I thought I was watching. I was like, okay, this is a pretty simple plan, but it's, you know, I like it though. I like it. I was like, it's definitely not going to work, but yeah, that sounds good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, they go back to the town and tell them because the, the uh, Tuscan Raiders originally only had like a few chocolate chip cookies as people or That's right. a few chocolate chips for they the people. More. That's right. And then all of a sudden Mando sign languaged that uh, all the chocolate chips from town are going to come and help. So they dumped all the, the rest of the chocolate chips onto the sand. <laughs> but no, but uh, then all the people then had to come down. Yep. And like you said, it was tense when they were first working together. A Tuscan Raider dropped like one of the bombs, you know, yeah. like, right on the porch. Is this the first Star Wars too, where people have porches? You know, now that, now that we keep saying it, I don't know. I think they do in that one village last season. So Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah still Mandalorian. Hmm. Well, you know, they have like decks, you know, in, in Coruscant. Um, in Naboo, they have decks. I don't know if they have porches. Yeah. Let's think about this. I mean, Mustafar. <laughs> <laughs> Mustafar has those like fork things that go out and. <laughs> You know, there's some guy like just sitting out with a straw hat on Mustafar on his porch in a rocking chair. It's a, a warm one today with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no more Jedi come around here. <laughs> Last time Jedi come around here, <laughs> whole place went up in flames. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep on moving now, Jedi. You just keep it, yeah. You just keep moving now, Jedi. Don't come around here now, Jedi. You just keep on what, going. What entire nation? <laughs> no, but uh, that was dumb. That was dumb, dude. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> they, then they go back to the lair with everybody. And they set up the charges in the ground. They dig the big, they lure the crate dragon out. He initially comes out and he's like, he gets a little shy. He's like, mm, too many people. And <laughs> <laughs> starts going back in. They try hooking it with like string. <laughs> it was just like with the rope. Yeah. I was like, that's cute. <laughs> and then everyone was getting dragged too. And they just kept holding on. I was like, don't go in there. Don't let them pull you in there. Let go. <laughs> anyway, Mando. I don't want to go in that den. Yeah. They're like about to blow the charges. Mando's like, nah, we need it out more than that. So like, you know, they actually, have pe- they're throwing explosives at it. I think they I shoot know, it. I think maybe even Cobb it. shoots it with his rocket, his yeah. uh, his back rocket at some point. Yeah, and uh, that that coaxes it out, but that sets it off. Doesn't do anything, and then all of a sudden, this thing can go through mountains now. Like it was like originally on the ground, and now it just like, made it mad. It just it, made like, it so mad. Pops up behind them, and then it like comes back, and like it's got acid breath. That's just melting just, just people melting tuscan raiders oh like. my god that's what that's another thing i liked about this episode is um i i was worried that maybe like star wars would get like a little bit like 
censored with the violence and stuff because it's on Disney. You know what I mean? Mm. And mm-hmm. if you look at the original trilogy and even the prequels, I mean, people are getting their hands chopped off, burn alive, uh, That's you true. know, things like that. And head chopped off. Yeah. And I thought the several sequels, decapitations. You don't see anyone, I think, get anything chopped off in the sequels. And I think maybe you see some people get stabbed. You like, stabbed? You see it like on the other end. You don't see it like go in. So I was like, are they like starting to like censor? You see Palpatine melt. <laughs> You see him melt. Um, yeah, yeah, you do, you do. But uh, kinda, but I'd say generally, guess, sequel trilogy, right. it's been... And then, you know, the Clone Wars, you did see some every now and then, but it was kind of a kid show. Yeah, exactly. But in this one, show. like, you see this thing blow up. You see these people get melted. You see uh, yeah. Mando, you know, shoot people, kill them, and beat them up. Like, I love it. I love it. It's not, it's not too much. It's not like Last Kingdom level. But it's still, I think it's appropriate level, you know. Mm-hmm to make it feel real and i that's what i love when just they got they were just melting i was like they're not gonna show it and then just all of a sudden <laughs> and then it pops up on a mountain and they they both fly off to go shoot at it you yeah know? they use their jet packs and it was that was pretty cool was that? how great was the cgi in this too like the effects it looks so good it looks so good the great dragon like looks so good yeah it was like a monster movie you oh, know, you know they got that budget now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Season one looked really good. Season one looked. The, the, by the way, the Yoda doll, yeah, that they use for the show costs five million dollars. I think I saw it somewhere. Yeah, and it takes two people to operate. I think. <laughs> that. By the way, thing. Baby Yoda really was just there for a couple cute shots. He didn't really have anything to do. Yeah. You know, he didn't really do anything this episode. By the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that though. I'm, I'm glad that it's about yeah. Mando. It's Mando. You know, you know, I like that. They do show though, like that somebody says, like, "Oh, you brought him." This is not a place for a child. And Mando goes, like, you know, he goes everywhere I go. Yeah, where I go, he goes. You know. Yeah, I, I loved. Uh, Even though I think when he went inside in the saloon the first time, he just left him out when all those people were staring. I was just thinking to myself, like, <laughs> easy time to get kidnapped right now. <laughs> He was, anyway. he was hiding in this platoon, though, I think. Remember? I think, uh, I think he was That's hiding. That's true. He came into platoon. the platoon. I think he did come in some Yeah, some he was point. playing in that like that bucket there. That's a, that's a spittoon in Western days. I don't know if oh, they the tobacco in Star Wars world. but Oh, you're right. The spittoon. Anywho, though, Kray Dragon Battle was great. Eventually, Mando, he sees the Bantha is just covered in explosives still. He's like, so, so I got a couple things with this, this bro. Yeah. I got a couple things with this. Yeah. Number one. Y'all didn't use all the explosives. <laughs> <laughs> you left like a few. You left some leftover ones over here. Okay. Okay. On, on an animal. <laughs> like number two. Why don't you start with that idea? You know, it <laughs> likes to eat banthas. <laughs> That's a good idea. Why don't you just like, leave it out there with the explosives? With the explosives. It? Why don't you just like always have your banthas? You could even do it in your hometown. Just cover the bantha up with explosives with charges Wait for a crate dragon to come and swallow it whole. Boom. Beep. That's a good point. That's a good point. It wouldn't have made for as an exciting episode, though. <laughs> so like, as soon as as soon as Mando sees it happen for the first time, he's like, "You know what we got to do? Is load up a bantha with explosives on the edge of town. That'll yeah. get rid of it tomorrow." It's just like, why why doesn't Gandalf just call the Eagles from the beginning? <laughs> just like fly to Mordor. Drop the ring. 
Save, save like many millions of dollars in movie budget. No, no big battle of Helm's Deep. Jeez, Gandalf and Mando racking up the budgets for these studios. <laughs> I know, I know. Anyway, like, come on. So anyway, but Mando, like, he he knows what he has to do now. He goes Jonah. Yeah, he, he takes the bantha. He's like holding it, and here comes the thing. Did he shoot it first, right, to get its attention? With uh, Cobb Vanth uses or rocket. Cobb Vanth used it, and then. Anyway, uh, Mando hits Cobb in the jetpack, right. just like how yeah. Blind Han hit him in the in the back with his jetpack, and sets him off and kills a him. Easter egg. Or, or, I love that detail. Yeah, that's a nice funny. detail. It, it didn't it's funny. Like, it took me a bit to pick up on it. You know, like I I didn't think of it the first time I saw yeah. it. I was just caught it's up just that all these jetpacks either a have like a giant button on them that you know you hit anybody's they just take off. I think it's just Boba <laughs> or you Fett. just or you just hit it really hard. <laughs> oh yeah, just Boba Fett's. Yeah, just Boba Fett's man. Or just like you just hit it really hard and it sets it off. <laughs> Maybe that's why Boba Fett took off his armor. Maybe that's why he doesn't have his armor anymore because yeah. it basically got him killed. You know, or totally, almost killed. You know, because Han Solo was blind and he's just like, "Where's Boba?" and just kills him. <laughs> hits him in his jetpack oh my god max smacks into the the speeder or the the ship on the side and falls into a sarlacc that's how that's boba's legacy from the original trilogy yeah dude <laughs> it's it's crazy how loved he is when his legacy is like that i think it's just because he looks so sweet he looks sweet and i bet john favreau's the kind of guy who probably grew up on those movies when they mm-hmm. first came out who was probably kind of like you know i wish i could have changed how he is like yeah and and made him sweeter for real and I, maybe that's what you know he's just trying to do now that he has control over it yeah yeah which is kind of cool i hope that's what he's doing mm-hmm. um how crazy is it though that boba fett is alive you know like in star wars world so you know so I mean? so let's get into this for a second because mando gets swallowed by this thing this great mm-hmm. dragon right I, which, by the way, when it happened, I thought Mando just like flew away real quick and he just left the Bantha there. But no, yeah. no, no. He like shocks his way out of this thing, you know? Yeah. And it's like a while. Like they, they make you wait a little bit to see where's Mando? Where's Mando? You know? I was a little worried he might have even been killed because I was like, is, is Cobb going to take over now? Because I'm, I'm constantly worried that Jin Jarn is not going to be the Mandalorian. The actual Mandalorian. Yeah. Like that we talk about, mm-hmm. like the show's name for. Yeah, we talked about in our season one talk that it, is it going to be Cara Dune? Is it going to be someone else that he finds later on? I hope totally. it stays him. I love him. You know. Yeah, he's so he's so awesome. Shocks he flies. He flies his way out with uh, using some. I guess that's his pulse blaster or something. Like, yeah, remember it has like a shocky. Yeah, yeah, it's got a shocky effect. The shocky effect. If you hit someone, it shocks yeah. them. Yeah, and I guess that's that acid that melts Tuscan Raiders doesn't affect. Well, Beskar, I'm not surprised, but you know, Mando's not like 100% covered in Beskar. <laughs> so, all right. But anyway, he um, makes shocks his way out and then he sets the charges off. That works. And I told you this maybe they did it that way to try to show that there is a way to get out of something like that. I know a crate dragon isn't the same thing as a Sarlacc, a completely different physiology. Colby, completely different. I know, Steve. (laughs) I know, Steve. Listen, we both both had our anatomy and physiology courses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We both 
know exactly what sarlaccs and crate dragons are made of. I think it's even kind of ridiculous that you have to, you have to say it. I know. <laughs> so sorry if you're, you're out there listening to us and, and this is redundant and boring for you, but, but listen. But we but know what I'm trying to say is when there's a creature that has like a long tube for <laughs> a long esophagus, it seems like it would be really hard to get out of. And they made the point that this thing ate a sarlacc mm-hmm. and is now living in an old sarlacc pit. And it, yeah. And it's um, first, it's the only known abandoned one because the, the only great known dragon abandoned one. It's also maybe that's why the sarlacc didn't completely get Boba in its grasp is maybe because it's slowly digesting him. And then this crate dragon comes along, attacks it. It lets him go. It voids its bowels essentially mm-hmm. early. You know? <laughs> and, yeah, and- turn that thousand year digestion process into about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Showing it was possible, though, that you could survive. Showing that it was possible that, okay, so Mando got out of this thing, out of its stomach. You know, did Boba Fett have similar technology? You know what I'm saying? That he could have done it too? Maybe. We don't know how he got out, but we think he got out. We saw possibly him at the end. Pretty sure. 99.9%. We could be wrong still. Again, I mean, could be wrong. Commander Cody be cody could be rex regardless though i think they're just maybe trying to show that it's possible he could have survived but yeah so by the way little fun fact is that the sound kenobi makes in episode four to scare the tuscan raiders away mm-hmm. he's imitating a crate dragon uh, that's right i think i did i think i heard this before yeah yeah he's imitating a crate dragon there to scare so i mean that just shows the tuscan raiders have been dealing with crate dragons for just generations you think they would have known then to to run away before you call. You, you would think. Yeah. But maybe next generation. <laughs> maybe a few more generations. And low man, low man on the totem pole for that job. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool, too, that they, there was this pearl in it. Because, um, again, I'm referencing uh, Star Wars Night Store Republic, an old game. The crate Dragon in that, which was actually more like a, like a dragon. Looked different, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it had a pearl in it from the dragon. And you could like put it in your lightsaber. Um, so it was really cool that they were like, hey, look, we got it. You know, I was Again, like, oh, that's cool. We talked about it in our season one review. Like they do such a good job of taking these things from like every possible Star Wars source. Mm-hmm. There's things from the books that make it in for like the super hardcore fans. There's things from the movies. There's things from the, the cartoon shows, from the video games. Like there's so much that they, they take in and like, and create a story to or have a little Easter egg for. And I like so that cool. it stands on its own so though cool. too. The story isn't just Easter eggs. It's not just like, no, no, here's another Easter egg. Here's another Easter egg. They don't need them. No, they don't need them. Like it's just because everybody making the show is such a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Which is so cool. Oh, too. Did you see that uh, Cobb Vance, his, his speeder that he was going on with Mando? was actually the pod racing engine for Anakin's pod racer. Really? Yeah, the one side. You remember he has like the two yeah. like engine thing? Oh, I got to take it a look was, at that again. It was one engine that he was on. That was his speeder. <sighs> and I was, I was like, what? He's, right. just, he's just a collector of, you know, original. <laughs> Cobb Vanth is a fan of the prequels. Cobb Vanth is a and, prequel uh, fan. And the... Uh... And the original trilogy. And the original man. trilogy, man. See, He's... you can like both, people. You can like both. <laughs> but if you like both of those, you probably can't like the sequels. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. 
just just saying um i mean so basically yeah they they beat the dragon <laughs> you know even as as hard as Cobb Vance trying to tell Amanda how important this armor was to protect the town, you know, Amanda's just like, you know what? Yeah, just give it to me anyway. Yep, slap it on here. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. Take off your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takes off, and that's, you know. He's, he's definitely going to pull him back for, like, season finale ally, though. He's like, hey, if you ever need me, call me up. And I was yep. like, you're coming back for the finale, buddy. He's cool. Cool character, man. I love him. I love him. I thought he was going to be like a troublesome one at the beginning, but no, nah, he's just like, a, he's been protecting his town, protecting know, his he people. He likes his town. He's he a cool a dude. cool character, man. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, so yeah. we get to just see Boba Fett. And oh, that and was crazy. I, I did not think we were going to see him this early. I, I kept hearing that there's going to be so many other characters cameoing in this season. Uh, Ahsoka is coming in um i forget who else they've talked about they've talked about other characters though and i'm just like i hope this isn't just a cameo season for other spinoffs that they're trying to build off of this successful show but who's boba fett and that like they've gotta they've gotta have a showdown at some point these two guys you know yeah but uh and and where is moff gideon you know, <laughs> Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon, where is he? You know, it's probably I don't know. in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. All right. Los Poyos Hermanos. Or, you know, he's at um, the Seven headquarters. With uh, He's at so many different places, this guy. Yeah. That's Moff Gideon. True, um, true, true, true. Again, yeah. I mean, that would have gone back to more of like into the overarching because I, I feel like his character is the core bad guy of the overarching story. Yeah. The, the and, Empire child story. Mm-hmm. And probably Boba Fett's more of the, the Mando story. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This was one heck of a story. Episode one in the books. Excellent. I loved it. I love that. I, I can't wait for the rest. It's an adventure. And let's look, basically Mando saved the day on his own. I mean, he yes. needed all of their help. He got a lot of Tuscans killed. Uh, <laughs> no. But he it went was, in there. It was pretty much him. It was whose idea. He was communicating. He brought everyone together. He went in. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, like I'm, how his I'm skill set is not just a good fighter. His, his skill set goes like Mando. No, yeah. It, his skill set goes so much beyond that. Like, yeah. just being able to communicate with Tuscan Raiders and like these are not people you'd ever think. I mean, when I watch the prequels and and stuff, and even you know the original, like they just seem like total savages that like couldn't be reasoned with. Yeah, especially with like um, with Shmi Skywalker, oh. uh, they just seem like ant, like you know, they seem like animals. Yeah, um, and I so slaughtered, I slaughtered them, them like animals. Like animals. <laughs> But like not when, just and, the men, but the women and the children. Yeah, and this one they just they just seem like another species that they have their own language system and you can work with them. Yeah. <laughs> you can work with them and, and sort of get along. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited for the next one. I can't even guess what the next one is gonna oh, yeah. be. It could be just so, you know, who knows? Like maybe um Bill Burr will come back in the next one. Who knows? I I don't know. <laughs> I, the, the trailer has them on like snow planets and stuff so 
I'm glad too that that rocket thing with like all the mini rockets going off. Yeah, that was just kind of an intro thing, and it wasn't like a big moment. That yeah. big of a moment because I was I was worried they were showing too much in the trailer, mm-hmm. and that was like one moment I thought like, oh, that's like that looks pretty cool. Yeah. I don't want to. But then he kicked some ass after that, you know, and then then he fought a crate dragon so and flying out of the crate dragon. Come on, man, that was amazing. It's amazing. You flying around on the jetpack. Using the pulse blaster to pulse, pulsing Tuscan Raiders and and mankind working together to create a happy world and to drive crate dragons to extinction. And that's the message you need to remember. Yeah, this week, everybody, ELD, come together and let's beat some crate dragons together, everyone. Many Banthas died to bring us this episode. Thanks everyone for listening today. Um, you can subscribe if you want. I mean, why the heck bother? Why even bother at this point? So, I don't know. Like, Hit the like button. If you want. If you want. Yeah. Follow us on podcast. If you feel like it. We're on social media. This is the way.